consider it done. And by consider it done, I mean consider it done in like four hours when I get around to it. Consider it on my OmniFocus list. Hey, Zach. Hey, Sirtis. I thought something we could do that would be fun would be to look at the 2019 Logo Trend Report according to Logo Lounge LLC. Okay. Should I also be looking at it, or do you just want to... Yeah, I just thought we'd share some opinions on these different styles, uh, some different kinds of logos, what we this think of so them. so much text. <laughs> just scroll down to the pictures. Ooh, okay. So this first style is called Morse Shade, and basically it's making dots, like drawing dots to mm. be shading. Instead of using like a gradient or something. Right. Yeah. All of the things that they're showing here are like long lines with rounded caps. Just to like signify that there's a thing here, but it's not all the way here. So Zach, what do you think of this style of logo? Or this aspect of this kind of logo? Um, no, it really does look like like modern design. Like it very much the the Weswe? Is that what it's called? <laughs> Must be. Um, the Westwee logo just looks like Wee something Sweet, that Google... Where's Yeah, where's the break? It looks like something that Google m- made. It looks like the new logo for Google Wave. Okay. Uh, searching Westwee does not turn up any Google results. I'm... Probably if we read this giant wall of text, we would... They would say, like, these aren't real logos or something. Perhaps. But where's the fun in that? Well, nowhere. There's no fun in all of that text. (laughs) I really like the mountain one and the rabbit Mm -hmm. one, and I do not really like the Westwee one. Um, I think it's a continuation of the, like, more flat, like, material design. Um, but where material design had actual drop shadows, this is just your shadow is also the same flat color. But Westwee is going back into the gradient. Which is a weird, hmm. like if you're going to have a gradient, you should, you should make other choices. I think it might be better if there was no gradient on that W. Yeah. When I came into um, college my freshman year, I went to a little writing workshop and somebody was like, you're certainly welcome to use Times New Roman or I think the other font was Calibri. But just so you know, Calibri was made as a font to take less ink to print with. So if you're going to use Calibri, you should stick by your values and the values of the font you're using and print double-sided. And if you're going to use Times New Roman, you should print single-sided. And I think that's, that's what we're seeing, is there's some imperceptible discordant values, or right, right. perceptible but not describable. Right. The, the, the value of wanting it to be a solid color, so you use mm-hmm. the, the Morse shade, and then right. still having a gradient on the logo. Yeah. I just realized kind of how silly this uh, topic is for a podcast, (laughs) but I think we should press on. Absolutely. We've talked about flags before. So the next category is called loaded. So basically, uh, this, the first paragraph says that if you, uh, basically you're making a bunch of elements of a design touch each other. You're overlaying them and you're making them mm-hmm. a little bit harder to read for the st- sake of style. Yeah. So, for example, uh, one of them on here is like a beat with like a logo just on top of it. Mm-hmm. Rather some text uh, in a f- yeah. f- cool typeface. Or the one right next to that is... Uh, HWJF with a trumpet and grapes that are green. I think the trumpet is supposed to be over it and the grapes are under it. But the it feels a lot trumpet more... is a little bit see-through, so you can still kind of see the letters through it. Yeah. It feels um, like pop arty, especially with those grapes. Hmm. I'm, try- I'm trying to figure out like what the, what the sense is, because it does feel older, like an older kind of design. Whereas that the flat design is much more modern. Right. This is also clearly a modern design, but it feels less modern. I, I think you can kind of picture like retro gas pumps on a 
billboard, like a re- like a real billboard, not uh, mm-hmm. not your computer billboard. And same with all of these, you can see them being advertised in a physical space, right? And not in our modern computer world where like vector graphics make it e- make it mm. better to have a logo that you can just blow up to any size. Yeah, no, the load the loaded ones feel like. They were lovingly screen printed. Yes. <laughs> Each and every one, like, separately. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Four layers is a complete wreck. If the background is not decipherable, the dominant top layer of information will still function. The next is Orphan Shadows. Okay. Looks like uh, a logo with only one shadow and just kind of a small one. Well, orphan shadow makes me think it's a shadow that doesn't have, hmm, like, like the- let's look at this fox here. I think the thing is that if you were to, like, say that the shadow on that leg is coming from somewhere, then the whole above leg should be casting a shadow. Yeah. Why is this? So, but, like, trust pilot, that shadow just comes out of nowhere. Right. Looks like there's a little fold in the star. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same with Town Townsend University. Where's the shadow in that one? It's between the T and the U where they connect. Oh, that's... I don't like that. Yeah. Because it doesn't even reach to the bottom of the T, does it? Or maybe it's just not loading well. No, it does not. <laughs> it does not. That's nasty. I think it looks really good on the fox and the bird. Yeah. And even, like, the trust pilot thing, it... it Seems reasonable. Yeah, it makes it a little bit more interesting, I suppose. Um, But this is very much back to, like, we can't create a sense of depth with different elements, so using a very thin color palette um, and very, like, abstract visuals, Mm -hmm. how can we create the sensation of... Because I can just imagine that that bird would look totally wrong. Without without that that little shadow? Yeah. Because what the shadow does is it turns... What would be the round body and then the flat tail, hmm. um, it turns the tail 90 degrees. Right, right. Because otherwise your brain would interpret that body and the tail as operating like on the same plane. Right. It would just kind of look like a, like a frying pan with a bird head attached to it. Or a whistle? Yeah. Shibu. What the heck is Fox? I want to know. Is it a band? There is a band. It's an indie folk band, so I don't imagine they would have that as their logo. They're from Baraboo, Wisconsin. Hmm. Their logo has reviews of the best spray, or their, their website has reviews of the best spray bottles, so I'm going to guess and say that that's not their website. <laughs> okay, what about Bandcamp? Foxband.bandcamp.com Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> There's like a jackalope head for the album art on a like a mantle piece all right yeah definitely not a real thing all right maybe they're like fake companies it's got to be okay so the next is zip tone basically using stripes or dots to create shading with only one color you're just stippling that top left one is literally just stippling Yes. A black and white logo is really hard to work with. Yeah, definitely. As like a brand. I, ju- I just finished reading an absolutely rem- remarkable thing in which I haven't. the main character talks about making brands okay. and like asking themselves, what's this brand's favorite movie? What is... Um, what kind of music do the, does it like to listen to? Mm-hmm. And then creating something that captures that essence. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly what essence these are capturing. The 302 Wheaton, that gives me like integrity kind of vibes. Huh. Like you can trust us, we're 302 Wheaton. Yeah. Okay. I see that. It's very like Art Deco. Two? Yes. The person, the whoever wrote this review seems to just be like upset about all of them. And this one, they're like, just use half tone, like just color it at 50% black instead of this weird. But I think there's something to be said for doing it in full monochrome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's different for sure. Yeah. 
you can't like if you replace the lines with like halftone gray, it would be a different logo. Mm-hmm. It would give a different feel. Right. It would be it would be much more like space age. I think just imagining the three hundred two Wheaton one. Hmm. I think it would be even more boring if it was just gray. If it was like a, you'd have to make it gray, but then somehow give the impression of it being shiny, and then it would be space hmm. age. Okay. But I don't think you're shooting for space age in what is presumably an apartment complex. <laughs> the next one is simply dots. Dots. Uh, <laughs> Big old dots. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in that first picture, in that first logo. It's just a dog with a dot background. Yeah. And it's just like a different kind of texture. I don't know if it's a particular, if it means anything. It's barely part of the logo. Right? But I guess, like, would it be a different logo if it was zigzags? Maybe. I don't know. What, what, what feeling do you get from Fetch? I don't know. I, th- I feel like most of the things that come to mind come to mind because of the dog in the foreground and not the dots in the background. Yeah, that's my feeling. And I think it'd be one thing if they filled the, dot- uh, they filled the dog with dots, but it's just part of the background. Uh-huh. What about the longboard? The longboard? That's, I mean, they say down there it, it very much gives the sensation of sesame seeds in rice without having to show each tiny kernel of Right. Rice. There is something here. Do, do not worry about it. It's not important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yellow. That's the <laughs> next one. Next one is called highlights. And it, yeah, it's yellow. It's just very bright yellow. Have you seen any logos like this? No. Me either. I guess maybe like the Ukraine Now one, where it's a thing. It almost looks like, a, like the BuzzFeed thing mm. that would like swing down in their right. videos. Or like now this, I think, does the same thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. What are your feelings on it? Um, I actually really like the bird and that the background color. Um, I've been thinking about actual like physical printing more recently. And so it just looks like the color is not quite registered with where the bird is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and they do it in a way that it, it still feels good. It still feels right. Partially, I think, because it's digital and so you don't look at it and think, oh, well, that's clearly that's just done wrong. <laughs> that was my first thought, my first impression of it. Like, and, and, you know, intellectually, I know that this is not an accident that the, it is offset, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel quite right to me. Hmm. What if, theoretically, I had a lemonade company okay. and I wanted the bird to be a logo for my lemonade company, and so I had a lemon shape in highlighter inside the bird's body? I think I'd have to see it, but uh, it sounds good. Okay. Crystal clear water. Um, I don't like whatever the cheetah is. Yeah. I can't figure out what the symbols are that the highlight is making. It's a C and a U. It's Craftsman Union. Why doesn't the U connect to the upper right corner? It does. Uh, Right where the plaque stops on the top oh oh it happens with the c as well if you rotate the u and make it the c Mm -hmm. it just looks like there's a weird kind of drop shadow oh never mind it happens with it happens on all of the places that they meet Hmm. so i think it's supposed to be like one of them is kind of interwoven with the other yeah okay i i I understand the design choice i think Mm -hmm. But I think it's very hard to parse that Yes. when you're also trying to look at this cheetah. Maybe that's the point? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, next is quarters, which is just quarter circles. Yeah. This was like an early Super Awesome Corp logo, wasn't it? Uh, I don't re- remember it. I vaguely remember something like the Vetford logo. Vet- Vetford? I think I know which one you're talking about. I certainly don't have any mock-ups with me. Mm-hmm. I think it looks really good in letters. Yeah, I like the T a lot. Like the T and then it that style carries on into the font of Vetford. Mm-hmm. And I think that's nice when the logo matches with the typeface. Yes. Um, but it's very easy to just look very generic. Being fully aware that Super Awesome Corp is very much like this. I don't like the shape and then word logo which we've seen a few of yeah what if 
they had the T was that logo, and then it just said H-E-T-F-O-R-D. So just, hmm. It was that Ford, but they didn't have the T twice. I like it better this way. Okay. I was talking more about Trussell. Yeah. Trussell, very quickly, like, you look at that logo, and it's like when you look at a word and it means nothing. (laughs) And Trussell already, I don't think, means anything. Yeah, it's very forgettable. Ooh, it's a free online mortgage broker. Wow. I guess I see where you might get a quarter from then. Why you might do a quarter of a circle, because pie graphs make me think of money. And that's kind of like a pie graph. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, what about Soren West? It has the, like, circle quarters all over the place going on. But it makes, like, an optical illusion square. Yes. I like it. For no particular reason. It's just nifty. Mm -hmm. You make a sound like you don't like it. I don't. I wish it had meaning. Okay. I wish there was something clever about it. It does look nice. Oh, it's an S. Where? Uh, just like... (laughs) Squint at it. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Then I feel like there should be a W. Is there a W in there? That I also can't see? No, just the whole thing is an S. No. Yeah. I disagree. um, Okay, give me a second. I gotta figure out how to... Screen sketch. Oh, can't use screen sketch right now. That's illegal. Oh, there we go. Just... Use a marker and then send me a picture. I, really, you just like need to squint at it. Okay. Oh, I see how that works. Okay. Yeah. I was looking at it a different way. Okay. I see the S. I guess. <laughs> right, like it feels like it needs to be shifted one way or the other, but then it would be even less S-like. Uh, okay. What else we got? We got spell signs. That's just the Deathly Hollows. <laughs> That's, it's just the Deathly Hollows. Yeah, so these are like Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter esque. You wizard. <laughs> these are Harry Potter esque like symbols, uh, just like geometric shapes that you could totally see someone drawing onto a floor in blood to summon a demon. Right, except for the Jack Cotter one. That one is uh, like an elementary school block set. Okay. Yeah. Got to learn about pie somehow. Yeah. What do you think about them? I like the EQ office one and Mm -hmm. the mountain with a circle. Yeah. For reasons that I can't quite articulate. Uh, The EQ office one is probably something to do with having all the letters be one shape. Right. And have that shape look actually good. Mm-hmm. Um, the mountain with the circle is just kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And the lines, they're not like proportional, but they they look nice together. They're positioned well. Mm-hmm. They are sized well. Uh, core, I, I don't... I think they did the thing where they try and fit all of the letters into the logo. There's an O, there's a U. There's no U in the name, though. Correct. Is that an E, then? No. I can see the Q that they use. I kind of see an R, if you really squint. It, okay, so the the right side of the Deadpool face. What? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. okay. So, <laughs> the right side of the Deadpool face, and then uh-huh. the triangle, like the the... The front leg of the R is on the other side of the hump. Okay. You're, you really gotta squint at it. Yeah, I don't... I don't see it. And Jack Cotter is boring. Yeah. Even with the rainbow gradient, it it's not interesting. Next up is holes. <laughs> I don't... I like the museum... Museum, Reinhardt, Ernest? Ernest. Ernst. I like that one. The fish is just another square made out of quarters. Yeah, more quarters. Those are just quarters put together. I think my, my issue with the other three is that I don't know what they're trying to be. Like, uh, right. they, don't, they don't give me a, a sense of what this brand is. Clearly, the bottom left one is a YouTube channel for arborists. <laughs> 
uh, emo arborists. Yeah. Very bad arborists. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom right one is an expo. So oh, those are yeah, just... yeah. You have to be, like, you put the text underneath that, like, color explosion. But, like, an exp- it's just going to be an expo. There's not a, you just need a symbol. Right. I, I don't know what to do with the fish. Me either. What, can you articulate what you like about the museum? And, like, why you think that the, the hole in it makes sense? Maybe. I'm sure if I studied study design, I could tell you. But right. it, it gives me the sense of getting out of the way. This is a building where you see art. This is not an artful building. This is a museum. Okay, so it's like it's that it's, it looks like it's a frame. Yeah, I, maybe. Something like that, at least. That it's just there to be around whatever the thing in the middle is. That certainly could be why I like it. Huh. And if they meant to do that, that's awesome. And yeah. I think they should definitely roll with that. Spot drag. And an actual company this time. Yeah. Two of them. What's the other one? NMI, presumably. Do not know? I don't know, but it, all the other ones have two things, and that one only has one, just like Google. Oh, I see. It just looks like a digital, like, switch. Yeah, I want to push that button. Mm-hmm. Ironical looks like a crossword game. Yeah, I don't like the break the word into three rows style. Yeah. Like the Anthrop- Anthropocene Reviewed does that as well, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful podcast, but I do not enjoy the artwork. And I've seen it on like t-shirts and stuff for designer brands where they put the big a big logo in the middle and mm-hmm. the word will be broken up like this. I don't know what I don't like about it, but I don't like it. So what about Google Fi? This is like a real company doing mm-hmm. real design, paying real designers to design. And we know what Google is. Does this match the brand of Google Fi, the spot drag? I guess. I don't know. I don't know what kind of movie Google Fi likes. <laughs> Maybe you don't need to know, but do you... Does the spot drag add anything to Google Fi? Or is it just kind of a pretty thing to do? Does it, what does it give you the sense of, all these logos? Uh, they feel like a middleware. All of them feel like middleware companies. <laughs> like they're, they're managers advertising to managers. I kind of get the sense that you could interact with these things. Yeah. I feel like they're services that I could use mm-hmm. rather than, I don't know, like museums, I guess. Is it supposed to be an AR? monocle is that supposed i was to thinking be the... chronicle but ar mm. like a newspaper maybe but in augmented or, reality or maybe a magazine you can watch them slowly uh deliberate politics in real time in augmented reality i really like i i just found out that you can uh re-watch yourself draw things in procreate you can Ooh. like make a video of the way you drew something and i've been having a lot of fun mm-hmm. with that uh especially if i didn't know it was happening so the ones that i drew at the beginning and i had to redo a million times oh and it just the but yeah if you could give me something if you could give me a real-time newspaper i would find that super interesting and when i say real time like, i mean i want to see someone typing the, the google doc for this article <laughs> I want to see all the grammar mistakes. It's just an enormous Google Google Doc. Yeah, yeah. They just type lunch break, and then you have to sit there and wait for 15 minutes. (laughs) Do they use, like, the the undo stack to make that? I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to do some experiments to see if I undid something, if it would appear in the video. Mm -hmm. Then there's gradient breaks. I, it says it demonstrates motion or transformation or a process okay so is it just it's a gradient but there's never actually a like it's always a hard line it's never a smooth transition yeah there's a gradient oh wait hold on okay so for some of them it's one solid color broken up where the gradient would have passed 50 percent but for like we are cinema down here there is a gradient inside the gradient section oh that's that's rough that has a similar feeling to the 
what was it called? Uh, Morse Shade with Wesley. Mm-hmm. Right. Where we are Pick avoiding... Aside. Yeah. We're avoiding gradients here by having a gradient break. I don't particularly like any of these. And also, it's strange to say that that's like a new thing, because I feel like that's also on a different level what like the Google Chrome logo does. It's less broken up into pieces, but... Would you say that the Google Chrome logo is a gradient that's just broken up? <sighs> I think it's... It doesn't give the feel of being a gradient any more or less than this quant logo. Fair enough. What, what would you guess these companies are? These logos are for, rather. Government organizations? Or, like, NGOs? I don't have a guess. Like, CPA Ireland just sounds like... That does sound like an NGO. What about contour stripes? I like them. I like them, too. It's like a, it's like a Gauss curve. Yeah. What do, you think, what do you think Zoma is? A clothing brand? I was going to say clothing, too. Hmm. It's kind of fabric-y, the way it kind of... Yeah, yeah. I really like the bagel sphere design. <laughs> I, I really like Nest. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. Right. I think this is our first uh, double thumbs up for a logo mm-hmm. trend. <laughs> How many more of these are there? Only three. Okay. Or, yeah. Okay. Next one is period, as in the punctuation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm running out of things to say about like this is this kind of dot as opposed to that kind of dot. This is a a dot instead of a drag dot or a spot drag or a spell dot or a a quarter. Okay, Zach, I like one of these. You want to guess which one okay. it is? Visible? No, it's uh, Detroit Department of Transportation. Ah, that is good. I I do I think the dot actually adds something. Yeah. I don't know what, exactly what. But I think it would be a less good logo if the dot wasn't there. Do you think it feels where it is right there? It feels like it's a little R, like a little registered trademark symbol? No. I expect okay. that to be in the top right. Not the TM, but the R. Yeah, I know. I, that... I, I, it's probably right there, but I, I, I didn't get that sense from it. It's, it's too big. It, it feels very um, authorita- authoritative. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the Detroit Department of Transportation, and what we say goes. Right. What's the current Detroit Department of Transportation logo look like? Does it have a dot? City of Detroit. The Milwaukee County Transit Service is not good. Does not have a good logo. It looks like it's this one. The Wikipedia page, at least, has this logo. Huh. That's the one they accepted, then, from whatever. Right? Are these ones? I've been going off the assumption that these are ones that were submitted to Logo Lounge. Oh, yeah. That is indeed the Wikipedia logo. What do you think about human appeal? I don't think that's a period. No. I think that's a head. Yeah, I was, yeah that's it's not punctuation. Or maybe it is, but it's, it's not a period. Oh, okay. The old logo was strange. It was like swoopier. But it looks good. The one with the dot looks good mm-hmm. on the bus. I dig it. BuzzFeed News is in a Times kind of font. It like mm-hmm. has a it has all the serifs and stuff and it's trying to be newsy. Like New York Times kind of looking, right. Washington Post kind of looking. But mm-hmm. I can't take it seriously. Because it says BuzzFeed. Because it says BuzzFeed before it says anything else. And I think the period emphasizes the BuzzFeed and not the news. Right. Because it looks like it says views. <laughs> All right. What else? Wings? Yeah. It's just a, it's yeah. just a swoopy. This isn't yeah. even like a cohesive thing. It's just... I don't know. I don't think there's enough data to back up this claim that it's a logo trend report i think somebody just scrolled through a bunch of logos and was like hey look there's a couple wings here (laughs) that's okay what do you uh, i don't i don't like any of these i think these are bad logos i like the key centrics one but that's just because it already looks like the logitech logo (laughs) oh gosh it does hold on yeah just like flip the logitech logo around and then there's doors um which is doors 
doors in design now. We didn't yeah. have them before, but now there's doors. What is 365 Days of Cacti? That's the only one I really like out of these. Hey, look, the A doesn't have a, have a bar, so it's spacey. Wow. We said it's that. going up. Yep, we're going up, upwards, into space. Ah, and this isn't a particular logo. This is just an illustration by this person doing illustrations of cacti. Oh. This is a cool project. They were just like, hey, let's see how many different cacti I can make. And with doors, we conclude the 2019 uh, Logo Trend Report by Logo Lounge LLC. It's from Bill, the uh, founder of LogoLounge.com, LLC. Uh, Bill can be contacted at Bill at LogoLounge.com. Just uh, if you want to set up some spam bots. Branding is going to be a hard problem for dairy alternative companies once they are no longer allowed to call themselves milk. And one company that I recently found um, that is, is dealing with that problem in advance is Malk. <laughs> M-A-L-K. Malk. Right. Malk. Because uh, they produce almond milk, which I thought was spiffy. Because um, then you could have like oat milk and it would be milk. Um, or coconut milk and it would be McCulk. Uh-oh, we're going to run into some, some, into some namespace issues with uh, cashew and coconut milk. Oh. You can't just keep on adding letters. <laughs> you can't just keep on adding letters, because that's uh, not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I understand you have a review for us, Zach, of Right, milk. yeah, it's gritty. It's not good. There's a lot of dairy alternatives. If you want an almond milk one... Go elsewhere. It's gritty. Hmm. That's too bad. Yeah, it was. It was too bad. Also, Malk makes pecan milk. <laughs> and they don't call it Mapulk. So they're not valid anyway. And that's, that's my review. If you're going to go out and get... <laughs> Zach, what is your preferred almond milk drink? Um, well, let me tell you. I got to see if this is what's next in the notes. Yes, it is. Um, the New Barn. My fancy almond milk. Oh, choice. it's the same one. It's the same one. I have not uh, changed. I People talk about like brand affinity in the context of like computers or computer operating systems or whatever. And I think the only brand affinity that I really identify with is the New Barn Organics <laughs> almond milk brand. Because like, I don't know, from what I can tell, they do a lot of things. I did some scrolling on their blog um, because I went blag. recently to their blag. Their <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's almond milk, so it would be. Because <laughs> I went to the store, and it's a lot easier to get their stuff now because they're um, on sale in more than just Whole Foods at this point. They've expanded their distribution range, so now you can get their stuff at Fresh Time, Simply Something, and another shop, and Whole Foods still. So I went to get their almond milk. And I realized that it's in a box, much like um, the boxed water wave that's been sweeping the nation that insists that boxed water is better, boxed milk is better, because um, it's, it's better for the environment. But it tastes like cardboard. <laughs> that's my counterpoint. That's fair. That's fair. Um, luckily, this boxed milk is not milk made of boxes. It is instead um, milk in a in a box it's in an actual square carton instead of being in the nice cool rounded bottles because plastic rounded bottles are a uh, a bad way to be because there's a lot of different places that it could fail and so then you need to put more plastic on those spots um, and then that means that there's more plastic being used whereas if you make a box or a carton you can use plant fibers for most of it and just a little bit of plastic and it's better for the world and also for the company because they don't have to pay for the plastic. If you are out there and looking for my almond milk of choice, the barista almond milk from the new barn, then go look for it in a box because it's not going to be in the cool little plastic bottle anymore because that was a bad idea. And if you disagree with Zach and you think that a different almond milk is better, you can email trials at superawesomecorp.com and make it a trial for us to try ah. this new fancy almond milk. Smart. And one more thing on our hashtag milk talk 
uh, s- section of worrying bugs. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you uh, if you did want to take a box and make box milk that tasted like cardboard, um, it w- it would be a lot of work to do. You would have to like get the box and you'd have to get it wet and then you'd have to blend it up and then you'd have to strain it out and there's just so many steps. Oh my god. <laughs> but luckily for you. The new company, Almond Cow, I think they popped up in one of my advertisements when I was just Googling around, so they know me. They've got my demographic down. Almond Cow is a blender and a a strainer all in one, and so you can put almonds in this blender and strainer, and it'll give you almond milk. Um, And then the good news is you can also use the solid stuff, and you will have used less plastic and stuff to... To make it. Zach, this is a really good logo. It's just the almond cow, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good logo. And it's on the very top of the device. I don't know if they have any pictures of it. They don't. But the button to start it is just that logo. It's good. This is a good product. Yeah. Uh, Assuming it works, this is a cool product. All of the mommy blogs seem to love it, which I'm not saying to discredit it. Zach, there's only one way to find out. It's $190. Do we have that kind of petty cash coming in on our Patreon? We'll make it a goal. Okay. If we can get, let's say, like 50 bucks a month, uh-huh. we'll, definitely, Each of us. <laughs> we'll definitely review the almond cow. Um, they also have recipes on their website. You can do more than just almond milk. You can make um, coconut milk or uh, lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> mm, or, lemon uh, milk. <laughs> Mm, not mm, lemon milk mm. just just lemonade um they also have a professional one so if you wanted to use this in your coffee shop or something uh you could get the one thousand dollar professional almond cow plant-based milk maker it looks like it's just bigger oh it's also faster ah you can make 10 plus liters in just 10 uh three minutes that's not a 10 zach this is really what we need to test out the big one mm-hmm because I need 10 plus liters of almond milk. Right. Quickly. Um, they also have a bunch of recipes for how to use the like solid matter that's left after you're done with it, um, which is, is a cool thing. If you're going to make a product that has quote unquote waste, why not show people how to use that waste? Fourth of July ice cream sandwiches, for yeah. example. Or make pulp d- meal. Mm. They're going to make a peach tart out of just almonds. <laughs> Pulp meal. Ingredients. Leftover pulp. Toppings. Directions. Once you've made some almond cow milk, use the pulp. I'm pretty sure that's how the peach tart is going to go as well. That's, they're, they're basically the same thing. Well, I mean, there's more, more parts to making a peach tart. So, Zach, when do we get this but in Keurig form? Okay, where you, like, pop in a container uh, of almonds. Yeah. And it blends up the almonds for you. I can't be pouring and measuring i have things to right. do right i need my alexa to do it for me alexa stop <laughs> um i think i think if you need your alexa alexa stop to do it for you then you would say something like alexa please order me the milk from the new barn delivered immediately thank you hmm alexa add new barn almond milk barista to my shopping cart check out confirm um so then the and then the drone will come through your window and you it'll come straight from whole foods through your window and you won't need to worry about um getting the pods because amazon will already be the pod it'll just be a very large pod (laughs) okay alternatively okay very large almonds just like one one big giant almond. almond one giant almond you just plop it in push go so one of the things to be concerned with if you're trying to um cut back on your environmental impact by going vegan is that if you go to almond milk it's um really like water intensive so do you think a giant almond would be more or less water intensive way more way way more but like for the same amount of solid yes Okay. If you had the same, the same volume almond, let's say like five almonds, mm-hmm. the same volume giant almond would take more water. That being said, I have not taken my biology gen ed yet. Does the area grow faster or slower than the volume? Area glo- grows much slower. Okay. 
so you're losing less water to evaporation. If you were doing it by mass, it would almost have to be the exact same amount of water. But since you're doing it by volume, I think it makes sense to do it but more by mass. Okay, if we have any biology uh, <laughs> enthusiasts... If anyone in our listenership, if any of the Jareds have taken any biology class... Uh, I feel like it has, to, it has to be... like I take more water than like a cat. Right. But like... <laughs> I think a giant cat, a cat my size, would take more water than me. Why do you think that? Intuition? That's the magic word we learned last time. Well, if there's a dog that was, my, that was the cat's size, would take less water than the dog that was my size. Right. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, if a, so okay, are you proposing a dog-sized <laughs> almond? I might also be proposing a 6-1 infant, which would definitely take more water than me. Okay. Would it grow? Well, it's 6-1, so, I mean, it's probably not much more. Okay. It would mature and develop and be less infanty. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like the estimations we have on how much water an infant needs <laughs> are based on the fact that an infant is growing. The almond is growing. The almond is growing into the larger almond. <laughs> so are little almonds. Little also little almonds also grow into larger almonds. Yeah, but then they they become like they grow fast and then they stop growing and then they just okay. like become ripe. So you would just need a fast growing big almond. But would that not take more water because it's growing? I don't know. Okay, we we don't know what we're talking about. Jared, uh, email us at trials at superawesomecorp.com. We don't know what we're talking about. Just ignore us. Um, if you are Gregor Mendel and you want to help us grow giant almonds. I think there could be a real market for it. Right, me too. See, but then the problem is, if it's too big, you'd need to cut it up so it can fit in the blender. Okay, so... Coconut-sized almond, right? Okay. And then you make it like an orange, so that just kind of... different. Those are different sizes, though. Yeah, but like the way that an orange kind of just peels apart once you get the skin off. Like it's already in pieces. Okay. You don't, so like you don't have to break a... it. You don't have to cut it. it just, it's just already in slices. I think it stops being an almond at that point. <laughs> in what way? It still tastes like an almond. It's still You can still make milk out of it like an almond. Could you breed it? Like, at that point, I think the... You think it's a different species and you couldn't breed it with yeah. normal almonds? Because now I'm thinking more like garlic. Mmm, perfect. Yes. Like, there's an outer shell of the garlic, and then you just break that outer shell, and you've got a bunch of little inner garlics. Yes, but almonds. Right. That sounds like it'd be a lot of work. Yeah, better to let someone else do it. Mm-hmm. Someone who at least has taken a biology class. <laughs> we still want 10%, though, so... <sighs> So anyway, if you give us uh, $50, uh, I'll buy an almond cow. Boom. Blockchain squad. Uh, so Facebook is making uh, cryptocurrency. You might have heard about that. It's the Libra. Um, technically, it's a cryptocurrency, mostly because cryptocurrency isn't really defined yet. Um, nobody knows what that means, and nobody can agree even if they do know what it means. Um, so they, like, it's a cryptocurrency, but they do a lot of, like, uh, capitonyms to get around doing all the actual cryptocurrency things. So in what way is it a cryptocurrency and not just credit? So I'm going to start kind of in the way that the white paper starts and let you know that um, there's a lot of problems with big banks. There's issues with, like, trading your money from one currency to another, um, other ones you got to pay all those fees man man there's so many fees cryptocurrency might be able to fix those problems also facebook is making a cryptocurrency wow sounds great tell me all about it notice how that cryptocurrency might not fix these problems um so this cryptocurrency is oligarchic but not in the anarchist way that you might have an anarchist oligarchy but in a capitalist oligarchic way my favorite, my favorite kind of oligarchy. A small collection of companies got together and paid in to 
own the Libra investment coin, which is a different thing from the Libra coin. Um, and, and so now they get the money that Libra coin makes and you don't cause you have Libra coin and they have the Libra investment coin, but you need like $10 million to get the Libra investment coin. And also for the people who are currently in the oligarchy to like you. Okay. So, listeners, but it's a fun decentralized get, cryptocurrency. If we get half a million dollars a month, <laughs> Zach and I will buy an investment coin. And take it down from the inside. Yeah, that's what we'll do, and not just get filthy rich for no reason. Right. And when I say no reason, of course I mean for our own personal benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, Thanks, Jared. It doesn't use blocks. There's a thing called the Libra blockchain, capitonym. The Libra blockchain, capitonym, is a single data structure that records the history over time, as opposed to traditional blockchains, not the capitonym, which are chains of individual blocks, not monolithic data structures. So this is not decentralized at all. No. The oligarchy controls the, the blockchain. Capitonym. See, okay. It's really not the point. This is just another bank, except it has a funny currency. Yeah. Also, uh, they're probably harvesting your data in a way that, like, the banks probably are but aren't selling it in the same ways. This is bad. And also, it's, it's like the Venmo model, where any money that sits in Venmo, when there's money made on that money, Venmo gets to keep it, and that's why Venmo stays around. The, any money that you transfer into Libra coin gets put into a Swiss investment fund, and any money that's made on that gets given to the oligarchy. Then you don't get any of that. And maybe the coin's value will go up or go down, but that's not dependent on... How could it? Like, it's not... It's arbitrary. <laughs> Facebook can just make it go up and down. Yeah. There's no, like, buying and selling. It's just Facebook. So at some point, if I end up being an old and resisting this new technology, um, this is going to be the start of it. Because if the Libra coin is ever the way that a majority of people do financial transactions, I'm just going to go off the grid. Zach, you can live uh, like a couple miles from my cabin in the woods. Good idea. That's what I love. Rural. <laughs> I think you're going to have a very tough time going off the grid in a urban area. Maybe. I have. Um, this is some follow down, and I'm holding myself to this now. Apparently, I'm reading a zine on anarchist urban planning. <laughs> And it's been very interesting so far, but I'm only what like 10 pages in. What does that mean, Zach? Um, a lot of the ways that we think about urban... This is just me parroting the introduction. This is not like values that I hold dear to my heart. A lot of the way that we think about urban planning is based on maintaining capital and making sure that people who own property keep that property. And the anarchy that they're talking about in this zine is just the notion that nobody really owns anything and i don't know what that looks like then what urban planning looks like if nobody owns anything but presumably if if you're doing that anarchy thing the way that this person's thinking about it you would still have a a common cause or a greater goal hmm. i don't know that's why it's follow down okay i've been thinking actually a lot about currency and like how money works mm-hmm and convenience versus everything else, basically. Right. And, like, cash. Cash is going to be basically universally accepted. Mm hmm And credit cards are not quite there, but pretty much there. Right. You can have a life where you never pay cash. Yeah. That's not the case with Bitcoin. I'm trying to think of how I would, how I would lead a life that I only paid in Bitcoin. The only place that I know actually accepts Bitcoin is uh, Domino's. <laughs> so you would have to get black market prescriptions. Right. And okay. self-medicate. So let me rephrase that then. <laughs> I don't like it. This is a rabbit hole. We don't need to go down. Uh, it would be real hard to have a life with only Bitcoin. Right. Whereas living a life with no cash would be... Pretty easy, really. Just, yeah, you just need to change one or two places you go to. Yeah, like that food truck you like. Mm -hmm. So cash has some cool things in that it is 
basically anonymous, and it's very hard to keep track of. They have little numbers on them, but it's real hard to keep track of those numbers when they change hands, like, you know, five times a day right? for each dollar bill. So, like, for me, someone like me who is concerned with anonymity, cash is great, but you also need to have all the money that you're going to spend on you. Correct. So it would be tough to, like, buy a car or anything mm-hmm. from an Apple store because you run into the wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow problem where to buy this thing, you it is inconvenient because you need so much physical space. Mm-hmm. And it's not safe. You could get, it, it, like, because it's so anonymous, if it gets stolen, then you're out of luck. There's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Whereas a credit card can, in theory, you can buy more. You can buy things that are outside of how much money you could possibly get out of an ATM or a bank in general, because you can charge it to credit. And that's just a number in a, in a ledger somewhere. Saying you owe this much money, right? So you only need to carry this piece of plastic around or uh, tap to pay on your phone. And so you, don't, you, don't need, you never run into the wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow problem. I hate that word. Mm-hmm. Also, if a credit card gets stolen, you just call up your credit card company and say, hey, this card got stolen. Please make sure no one buys anything with it. Right. If your cash gets stolen, you call up the wheelbarrow company and say, hey, <laughs> you've got a, uh, remote locks on your wheelbarrows, right? So what does Certus use? What does Certus use to pay for things? Tap to pay, I think, if I remember right. No, actually. So, simply not enough places except tap to pay. And if they do, you look like a weirdo when you do it. Okay. That's... I disagree, but we'll take that as given. Uh, we can debate it. I, I feel weird tap to paying. It was a cool gimmick at first, and mm-hmm. now I feel self-conscious about it. Do you tap to pay with your watch or with your phone? With my phone. Okay. Do people it, ever ask you questions about that or, like, look at you funny or anything? Uh, the, the person behind the counter typically looks at me funny. Huh. Like, they've probably seen it before, but they don't see it often enough for it to be so normal that it doesn't surprise them when you just, when the thing dings and you, when you touch your phone to it. That's not my experience. But. Okay. Maybe I'll try again, but... Maybe I'm in a more modern city. (laughs) (laughs) And I could probably... uh, I could... uh, That's trial. Write that down. Um, uh, I like cash. I like cash a lot. Yeah. But cash is inconvenient. Because I have to have the cash. Mm Mm-hmm. Money is stupid. Yeah. We should transition to an anarchist society where there's no such thing as ownership, and then we don't need currency. The only currency we really need is the goodwill of your neighbor. (laughs) It would be a currency because it is in limited supply. But it's a fiat currency because it's only worth what the people around you determine it's worth. Isn't that... Like if everybody in your your city is like, screw him, he does nice things sometimes, but I'm still not going to give him any eggs, then... Right, but isn't that all money? No, there's something special about a fiat currency. I'm not sure what it is. But if everyone said, I'm not going to take his money because he's a douche, that works for card and cash and tap to pay. (laughs) But I think it's that, like, the value of gold is that it can be used for things. The value of a dollar or the value of the goodwill of your neighbor is up to our collective imagination. Okay. The, okay, the right. value so, of the goodwill so we, of your neighbor is actually less of a fiat currency than the dollar, because I could take the goodwill of my neighbor, <laughs> walk up to him and say, hi, I need 12 eggs, and get 12 eggs in my hand the same way you should be able to um, with like a gold-backed currency. It's just an egg-backed I, currency. <laughs> it's not an egg-backed currency, though. It's, it's still a fiat currency, but it's an egg-backed fiat currency. I'm going to double check that I know what fiat currency means. I can think of a scenario for all three types of currency that you mentioned. Fiat money is government-issued currency that isn't backed by a commodity. So just take the government part out, and that's definitely goodwill of your neighbor. Actually, I I don't know. I don't know, Zach, because I couldn't say, 
Hey, Zach, I would like to give you three Jim being nice to use for your birthday. The way I could with a dollar or with gold. Okay, but you said it's still a currency, right? Because it's in short supply. That was a joke about people being mean. (laughs) It's in short supply because we're not going to help each other because we're jerks. Not in a utopian anarchist society. (laughs) Oh, is that all we have to do? Get to utopia? (laughs) Herein, we will imagine a utopian anarchist. They use herein like 20 times in the first two pages. And that's too many times to use the word herein. Their name is like Olympiad. And it's a very neat name. But they use the word herein too many times. We should should revisit this as soon as we get to post-scarcity like in the world yeah yeah as soon as no one wants for anything okay we can revisit this kind of system what if the only reason anyone wants for things is because it's being controlled can you say that differently no one no i can't because it's not it's not a real it's a uh like a parody of a straw man of uh anarchist (laughs) ideal Oh my god. So, in a world where no one owns anything, no one right. is hungry because we can just take the, from the people who have food. Wait, no one has food. No one no one has food. There just but is everyone food. has food. There yeah, just is food. There is food and there are people. And there's enough food for everyone because why not? Right. Great. I like this plan. Problem solved. Just quick make an omnifocus project. Food. <laughs> Done. I mean, I started reading the anarchist urban planning zine. I keep forgetting the word for zine because that's a fake word. That's, it's, it's real because people use it, but it's a fake. <laughs> All words are fake. I've been thinking about etymology and the origin of language more because I've had more time to think because I've been more bored. And that was this week's or this fortnight's trial to be bored. Certus, how did you be bored? I be bored by, <laughs> uh, I, I just, I was, I've been traveling a lot this mm-hmm. week and mm-hmm. I decided that for some time I was just gonna like look out the window of the airplane, look out the window of the car, mm-hmm. not listen to a podcast, not listen to music, just kind of zone out, not zone out really, but, um, be like not doing something for a while. And I don't think I did it right because it was a uh, beautiful scenery mostly okay so i was actually very entertained by the trees and stuff was the entirety of your thought process taken up by like wow look at that nifty tree i suppose not i think that's being bored then you were spending some time with yourself the only ideas coming coming into your head were from you and from mother nature did did you enjoy it um parts of it was it as hard as you thought it was going to be? Yeah, I did, I did it very poorly. And so maybe that's why it was hard, is that I did it very poorly. Or maybe it would have been harder if I had done it right. I don't know, I didn't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found inside of myself uh, that I tend to prescribe like walls around my symptoms of the problem, such as I'm not comfortable being bored, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. And then I'm like, okay, so no podcasts for the two weeks. And like, that's real cool. But that is not, that's not the same as being bored. That's the same as no podcasts. Ah, okay. I see. So I spent a while when I walked to work or when I biked to work, I couldn't scroll on my phone um, and there were no podcasts. So that was time in which I was bored. And I did do better at like sitting down and journaling. If I were being really deliberate about it, the thing I would prescribe would be to like sit down and spend time with myself and just think and just be like, hey, spend 20 minutes just thinking about whatever, dude. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead, I said, no podcast, no earbuds, problem solved. So I think I'm going to keep wishing that I journaled more and maybe one of these (laughs) days that'll turn into me journaling more. Okay. And in the meantime, I do agree that it's good to be bored. And I've just got to look at how to make that work in my life without uh, making other parts of my life more challenging. Yeah. So here's the thing. 
a lot of the times, at least I know for my peers, we distract ourselves to avoid certain thought patterns. Mm-hmm. And being bored, if you're not careful, can lead you to just have a structured way to engage in harmful thought patterns. Yeah. So, I mean, when I was looking at the trees, I wasn't thinking about whatever. I was thinking about something. I don't remember what it was. It was more or less positive. Mm-hmm. It might have been, ooh, pretty tree. It might have been, I uh, wonder what's for dinner. But it was just thinking mm-hmm. in the same way that, like, a dream kind of just happens. Right. It's, your brain kind of just goes through a little bit more consciously and deliberately than a dream. But, like, you're clear in the inbox. Right. And if in the inbox is something you don't want to think about, you got to be careful. That's, uh, I, you might have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you want to deal with it. I don't know. But, like, be conscious of the fact that the inbox is not always good. And is an empty inbox always good? Um, I don't, I don't always think of it like an inbox in my head, but just there's, I said at the beginning of, of starting the trial that I was worried that, um, I had let my ponder muscle atrophy because there are things like when I was 10 or whatever, I would just sit around and be like, oh, when I make a movie, it's going to be so cool. It's going to have ninjas and they're going to find this cool thing. And oh, wow, look at that tree. That tree would be so cool in my ninja film. I don't know if those thoughts were particularly useful, but just the ability to have a thing like that, that um, different ideas kind of got incorporated into and folded into was very nice so that when, when a new idea came in, it could be a part of like, hey, look at that cool tree. Also, it would be neat for this film. Hmm. And so part of what I was hoping to relocate or re-identify is the things that I have now that I see other stuff and it gets glommed in and folded into whatever the the background track of my brain is that's interesting and i i think that that ended up being okay i didn't it was never a conscious sit down and be bored for a while but i did have times that i was bored and maybe i just noticed them more because i was trying to did you ever notice that you were bored and just allowed that to happen instead of pulling out instagram or whatever once or twice, more okay. close to the beginning of the Fortnite. That's kind of how I played it. Like, it, it, it definitely was not a conscious thing. I just started being bored and then didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a quick anecdote from my travels that okay. uh, I remind that you reminded me of by talking about the ninja movie. Ooh. So, I was staying in a hotel-ish thing mm-hmm. with room keys that are in the shape of credit cards. Right. So at some point, both keys got locked in the in the room with no one in it. As you do. Right. You know, it happens. But this place didn't have the front desk in the same building. So I would have had to go all the way across the street, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. I'm not doing that. Right. So I asked a very friendly staff member if he would kindly open the door for me. He said yes. And then I walked inside. Huh. And it was just like a spy movie. Wow. I could have been wearing a tuxedo and, you know, had a, uh, had a martini and gotten the secret files out of the safe yeah. because the, the friendly staff member, the friendly staff member trusted me. I was at a hotel in, um, in Europe last year and I walked into my room as somebody was like cleaning it. And so the cleaning cart was outside and we just walked in while the door was propped open because she was cleaning and after the cleaning woman realized that we were in there, she made us leave, close the door, and then make sure that our cards worked to make sure that we were the actual people who belonged <laughs> in that room. <laughs> See, that's what should have happened. They right. should have, uh, you know, said, uh, no, please go to the front desk or, uh, you know, prove in some way that this is uh-huh. your, your hotel room. What's your phone lock screen look like? Yeah, right, right. How many, what kind of toothpaste do you have or something? You know, something mm-hmm. mildly identifying. Yeah, no, he just swiped the card, walked away. <laughs> We're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, man. <laughs> so if you have a trial for us to try, we're going to be taking suggestions, as always, at trials at superawesomecorp.com. What is next Fortnite's trial? Still think it's going to be real hard to track my trash for two weeks, but... I can, uh, okay. 
how do you imagine it going? Just tell me, give me a rundown of how tr- trash tracking works. The idea is that there are, are people online who like, I haven't thrown anything away in the last two years. Everything I would have thrown away has gone into this one mason jar, and that's my whole life. I carry a giant bag filled with reusable water bottles and coffee cups and uh, spoons and forks everywhere I go, and that's great for them. Um, I don't think I could do that. But I would like to know, if I did try and do that, where my starting point would be. Like how much trash you currently throw away so you can improve upon that. Mm-hmm. So everything you throw away, you put into one trash bag. One trash bag. Right. Or several. All right. Okay. Let's try it. I'm going to propose at least some exceptions. Um, what do you think about recycling? They should be actually recycle- recyclable. So like a jar of peanut butter, a plastic jar of peanut butter mm-hmm. is not recyclable until you get all of the peanut butter out. Okay. I mean, like all of it. It's not like like the yeah. stuff on the side. Yeah. You have to like actually rinse it out and stuff. Otherwise, you are right. just throwing it away. Yeah. And you've got to like snip the little plastic rings on the things. And mm-hmm. Okay. What about trash that I make as part of my job? Like a part of my job is just taping a bunch of cables down. Hmm. And if I pull up that tape or if somebody, one of my coworkers pulls up that tape, I it think, would normally just go in one big trash can. Right. I think that should be an exception. I don't think that is, like, you can't avoid it mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Unless, I mean, ultimately, a goal should be, like, find a different way to do that and propose that to your superiors. Right. But since, that is, since this is a two-week trial and not an actual life decision, mm-hmm. I would say... That is fair. All right. I just want to be clear about, uh, like, toilet paper. Not happening. Fair. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. So, all right, let's try it. Let's, cool. tri- let's trial it. Jared, you're welcome to trial it along with us and write us to let us know how it goes for you. Book club. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. We want to we wanna revive it. Tentatively. No, not tentatively. Um, Temporarily. Temporarily, sort of. I want to read one book. Right. And I want to read it with Zach. Okay. It is uh, Fall or Dodge in Hell, and it is the sequel to Reem D, the one we read earlier. Mm -hmm. So go out and pick that up. I don't know what page we're reading to yet, but we'll have that figured out um, by the time you get to this point in next episode. (laughs) (laughs) And now... One final, no, not final. It's not like we're done with the PSAs. <laughs> and finally, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. The lightning flash with arrowhead symbol within an equilateral triangle is intended to alert the user to the presence of uninsulated dangerous voltage within the product's enclosure that may be of sufficient magnitude to constitute a risk of fire or electric shock to persons. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Worrying Bugs.